0: The following is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring a bunch of nerds stuck in their homes across the country. Listener discretion is advised. We don't know what the hell they're going to come up with next. This is Call of the Deep.
1: to all my guys, gals and non-binary pals of audio podcast land. And welcome to another episode of Call of the Deep, a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition actual play podcast. I am the resident dungeon master for this game, Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us collectively at DD Vibe Tribe Productions. Make sure to give us a like and follow to stay up to date on all the actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts that we got going on. There's a little something for everyone, so make sure to check us out. Of course, I cannot do this alone. I am joined by my very large and my very uh, talented cast. So we're going to go through some introductions real quick. They will tell you, lovely listening audience, who they are, any stuff they want to plug, as well as who they are playing in Call of the Deep. So to get started, ity meeny Mighty Mo, Wesley, you will be the first to go.
2: I am Wesley and I play Amanawakid, the uh, resident warlock in the party and you can also hear me playing Mac on Nice of Pain Tone. And that's all I got. I'm going to keep it short because there's 80 of us.
1: Yes, there's a lot of us. To keep this gravy trade rolling, coming back from the depths of inadequacy and inaptitude or just whatever. <laughs> from the depths, rising like a phoenix from the ashes is killed. Ineptitude? Seriously? I'm sorry. I love you. Hello, everyone.
3: I'm Kiltman42. You probably heard my beautiful voice on our our Deadlands Noir game, Red Harvest, as
1: Barry the Goblin. Unfortunately,
3: this is not the voice you'll hear
2: tonight. No, you'll hear something a little bit like this. uh, I am Cole Balder, our resident uh,
3: sassy gas cloud, or Cajun cloud.
1: I I miss the sassy Cajun cloud.
4: (laughs) Oh, he's back. He's back in full spiciness.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is gonna be great. Keeping the introductions rolling, we got up next is Jace.
4: (laughs) How's it going, everybody? I'm Jace, or JC Vanguard. You can follow me on TikTok. I'm starting to get back into the Gundam stuff again. I still have to finish Freedom Gundam, and I still have more to build. I have four more, thanks to all my friends and family, that I can build, a Master Grade. Um, other than that, I'm going to be playing Tydek the Dragonborn, who is a fighter sorcerer, and he is special mental because he does not like motion sickness, thanks to several people in this campaign. He can't handle it.
1: Hey, don't put that on us. That was a character choice. <laughs>
4: Oh, no, character choice or not, they don't help.
3: <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to help?
4: <laughs> first no, no, tie me to the back of a shark, fish or whatever, and then just bleh, through the ocean.
1: We've had this conversation before. We'll talk off camera again. There was no other way to get you down. By the way, go check out this previous episode. <laughs> They're great. Anyways, keeping this introduction train rolling, we are going to go to the first Josh of today, Josh L.
2: <laughs> Hello there. I'm Josh. Also known as Josh the Medic, or only Josh and you on TikTok and Twitch. Uh, TikTok is where I keep the squirrels. So if you want to see just random chaotic content, you can come over and check out my TikTok, because yeah, I get squirrels there.
1: <laughs> and of course, could you tell the lovely listening audience who you get to play as tonight?
2: I play Feren Hammerstone, Dwarven grandfather and great grandfather, who last episode managed to earn himself a new title, he is the murder grandpa now. So the, the ranger of the group, part-time healer all around, don't fuck with mine, me or mine, is Murder Grandpa and
1: Hammerstone. We're making a t-shirt of that now, I'm just letting you know right now. Murder Grandpa. <laughs> all right, keeping it the introduction train rolling with the next person is going to be JVL. You'll have to fight Minoru Suzuki for that title, but still. Oh uh, gosh uh yes i'm j v
5: l John van Luling. I am here uh playing our wonderful uh druid human being who uh is uh yeah he's around and he hasn't been helping Tidac. you're right it's it's been a full thing on my part to just horribly not help the party at all to feel better in any situation uh but he is definitely here to shape himself into weird shiny different pokemon for them to look at and uh get in the way of people, so it'll
1: be fun to see and uh hello there. <laughs> <laughs> that's great and giving for the first time ever his introduction on this podcast is our brand new player so uh go ahead and take it away hey
3: i am dakota Orshiro. uh super excited to be here i am playing something you'll find out maybe um yeah, I'm hard to find on the internet. Hit me up on Discord. Shiro in the five trip. There you go.
1: Uh, We love to see it. All right. Next person to give us our introduction is Amador. Hello, people. I'm Amador, your favorite uh
3: regular guy. I don't do much outside of this other than one other podcast, but that's besides the point. I'm Today, I am playing your favorite ankle-biting goblin, Corvus. Love it.
1: And then, of course, last but certainly not least to round out our introductions is going to be the other Josh, Josh M., Hello everybody. Um, my name is Josh. You can also call me MG Preacher if you'd like. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at MG Preacher. You can also follow me on Instagram at MG Preacher Mark 2. And
2: tonight, I will plan the party. Oh no! <laughs> A,
3: uh... The and he moved from the spot again
1: it's fine it's fine i'll just do it we'll edit this and post but oh, no we're currently ha- so last player to give us their introduction is currently having technical difficulties uh you can find our amazing player josh on the tiktoks at mg preacher uh and he is going to be playing our lovely paladin tanky boy uh bedek and yeah so it's gonna be a good time all around. Unfortunately, we are missing one player tonight. Our lovely rogue Fila, uh, played Mm -hmm. by the amazing uh, John, is not going to be able to join us tonight. Make sure you to go follow him on the TikToks at John Crossway. He also has a Netflix show, uh, Go Go Toy Carson, that he does some voiceover work for. So it's a great time. Make sure to check that out. But uh yeah, with those introductions out of the way, let's get into tonight's episode proper. So last time on Call of the Deep, it was just a big old fight club PvP, like fighting tournament S style thing, where you guys ended up testing out the main attraction of this festival, which is just a bunch of arena fights on moving platforms, where we got to see some pretty fun matchups. Uh Amino wiped the floor with Tidak. And that's the generous version of it. <laughs> but Amado took the victory against Tidek. Uh Fedin took the victory after uh, being murder grandpa and intimidating Corvus to give up and <laughs> raise the proverbial white flag. So with that was five a lot of fun. points left. Yes, with five <laughs> points left. So uh, it was a great time. And then, of course, probably. I want to say the closest match in terms of just back and forthness. Hugh eked out a victory against our paladin tanky boy, but it was hella close for that one. So that was a lot of fun. Testing, testing. Don't move from the spot. <laughs> it's like, you need to go back to the window. <laughs> but anyways. that was working. It was bound to happen. It worked. It worked too well last night. It was bound to happen. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll figure it out. We'll go to plan B if necessary, but let's keep this gravy train rolling. So as the last platform comes down back to the ground floor and uh, Hugh and Dedic end up coming back and me- regrouping with the rest of your compatriots. Our good oh, old wow. Heron uh, <laughs> our Heron artificer boy, our Heron artificer comes over and says, Oh, wow. I'm quite impressed. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you for testing this out. I am super happy of uh, everything is working accordingly. But, uh... oh, right. Uh, I don't have a lot of these, but uh, for the winners, and he kind of takes out from near the stage, He has a little kind of box and he opens it. It says, now we're supposed to give these out to any of the winners as a uh, thank you and as a good job in participating. But uh, unfortunately, as you look at the box, it is kind of like you can't see through it. It's kind of one of those you got to stick your hand in and pick to see what happens. But uh, I promise it's nothing too crazy. No hesitation, he shoves his hand in the box. Okay, so uh, Amino, I want you to roll me a d6 real quick. Okay, so as you put your hand into this box and kind of wiggle around and you feel as you're wiggling around in the box you feel something kind of like fluffy and plushy and as you pick one up and you take it out of the box, you see that in your hand is kind of a plushy version of a unicorn. This unicorn uh fur for the most part and a gold horn sticking out from its head. It is very decked out in glitter and sparkles and all that kind of good stuff.
2: Well, I feel like I want something important here. So uh, I think my daughter will like this. Um, So in the bag it goes and I don't know what it's for or what to do with it. But fuck me, it's pretty as hell. <laughs> All right.
1: So, uh, Fettin and Hugh, since you two are also the other winners of your uh, one on ones, the box gets presented to you. Uh Go ahead and uh take a pick. Fed I have in and pulls. All right. Roll a d6 for me, please. All right. So what did you end up getting? One. OK, so you got a one. And then Hugh, what did you end up getting? I got a two. OK. okay. So one after the other, as you each take your turn and kind of same thing, put your hand inside the box and kind of move around. You both also feel fluffy squishiness inside. And as you both pull out your hand, you also find that you were give have a plushie currently in your hand, but instead of a unicorn, Both of you notice that you have a plush version of everyone's favorite animal in the woods, the owl bear. So this owl bear, its fur is mostly a kind of like this velvety purple color ensemble with the owl bear face stitched in with some string. And its eyes are kind of like regular different color buttons, so to speak, sewn into its eye sockets. And this goes for both U2 and Amino. So I'll give you the details later. But each of you has got what is called a snuggly beast. So here's how this item works. So when you guys are taking time to spend a short rest, you, as long as you snuggle or you hug your little snuggly beast, you gain extra hit points when you roll your hit die to regain your hit points on a short rest. So fedin and Hugh, because you guys have the uh, owl bear, you get an extra 1d6 to roll when you guys are taking a short rest and rolling your hit die. Ambino, you get 2d6 extra when you are rolling to recover hit points via a short rest because you have the Unicorn.
2: Now, how big are these creatures?
1: They're like your standard kind of like plushies. So, like, to a child, they're big, but to you, it's just kind of, like, yay big and yay wide, per se. Think of kind of like a small stuffed animal you would win at any type of street fair or carnival as a consolation prize.
2: So something that could be tucked into a dwarf's beard.
1: Oh, hell yeah, of course you can tuck it, you can tuck it into the dwarf's beard. Hell yeah! That's where it goes. <laughs>
2: He's walking around with an owlbear picking out his beard for the rest of the carnival.
5: Yes! Oh.
2: Yes!
1: <laughs>
5: Farron is now going to be unbearable, mm.
1: And
2: that you is the end of tonight. Lad. You already were.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't. And as uh, the Heron gone looks at the quote unquote second place uh, folks. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I wish I can give something to you, but uh, I only have enough to give the winners throughout this whole entire day. But I must say, you're very impressive. Oh, but I do have this to give you any kind of from his pocket. Holds out a flyer. I have to say, you all have potential to probably compete in an actual tournament like this. So, if you ever are in the kingdom of Freyla, you're more than welcome to kind of try to compete in the King's Quest tournament, if you like. Uh, But uh, (laughs) I definitely would wait until maybe you get more stronger, because I think you're plenty strong now, but the combatants in the King's Quest tournament are very, very... It's very brutal, It's the nicest way to put it. I should I know, feel, because I have to run the stages compliment. for those things.
5: I feel like you just gave us a compliment, and now you're just nagging us at the same time.
1: I mean, I'm not really good with social situations. I kind of deal with machinery. That's kind of my thing. I'm oh, better right. talking at machinery than I am at actual people, but it's something I'm trying to work on. Don't take this the wrong way. It shows. It really shows. No, and that's a fair assessment, and... At least, thank you for the honesty. I do have a question for
5: you on these wonderful plushies that I have won here. Say, perhaps uh, we were traveling with this group and I allowed another person to snuggle this uh, creature in the arms during a short rest. Would they gain the benefits of that plushie or is it only attuned
1: to one person? Uh, no, actually. As long as someone is willing to snuggle with the plushie, anyone can really use it. It is a shareable
5: A boon then so therefore the people that we beat do not need to not benefit from these uh shoddily created creatures that you spent so much time
1: on obviously (laughs) well i mean between you and me i personally didn't create these things but uh Ah, i'll make sure to not tell my sister that because she's a little sensitive but
5: uh i thought that's how we do this where we compliment something and then we neg it
1: back afterward i see what you're doing no, Norm- that's not, at least I'm told that's not how it normally works, but uh I like you. I do. Ah, I appreciate. I
5: have enjoyed our awkward conversation in this transaction.
1: Right. Well, if you're ever in the kingdom of Freyla and you ever want to compete in the King's Quest tournament, you can. And as this Haragon looks over at you, he notices you, Tydeck, and he notices your bracelet. And he says, oh, it seems that you're already competed in a qualifying match and you qualified for the King's Quest tournament. Good on ya.
4: I did I did. I did. I did?
1: <laughs> well, I mean you had to. Otherwise how else did you how else did you get the admission bracelet?
4: I uh I I it was a it was a
1: pub fight, really. Right. Let me think, as he takes a looks at his little notebook. Ah, let me guess. You ended up fighting with uh, Caspian as the referee, the MC, or whatever people call it around here, correct? Well,
4: yeah, he had the ass bag that I wanted so much.
1: Not going to ask any further questions about that one, but uh, but yeah, Caspian is one. Of, Caspian is the Gundolin uh, kind of referee slash scout, and obviously, since you won your fight, and he thinks you have potential, that's why he gave you that uh, admission bracelet right there. Hey, Mikey.
5: Uh huh. Does anyone that were around us right now in the, in this uh this um carnival and stuff. I know it's not open to the public yet, but does anyone recognize Tydak as that guy from that fight? Like oh, fan from the of, bar
1: fight? Yeah, a fan
5: of that guy who beat up the 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 swarm of of small gnomes? Uh
1: currently no. Only because the herringon that's in front of you wasn't there, unless he just got here not too long ago. But I'm pretty sure that the l- the word has gone around town at this point. So Tydak's probably going to start getting some fans in a little bit. But currently, it's just you as the party, and then this herringon, That's it. <laughs>
4: uh, I don't like this. Um. So I'm going to ask. Uh, you know what? Fuck
1: it. Um. Uh, so. T- Do you happen to know that this is a cursed ring? Uh, I don't know what you mean by cursed. Like, is it making you feel sick? Like, what's the extent of this curse you're talking about?
4: It's allowing me to be tracked by some family.
1: Well, of course it is. I mean, anybody who gets an admission bracelet, we track them because eventually they'll probably make their way for the tournament. It helps us keep track of the roster and get- you know, create the tournament brackets when you come to the King's quest.
4: So you can keep track of us from wherever on the plane we are.
1: Well, I don't keep track of you. My job is just to run the stages. However, that division of the King's quest tournament is responsible for keeping track of potential fighters in the roster. But more importantly, they answer to lady Rajani more than anything, but that's not my wheelhouse. Okay. Thank you. Well, Oh, of course. Anytime. I mean, the King's Quest tournament is always happening every couple months or so. So uh, if you and your compatriots ever find yourself uh, once again in Freyla, uh, just hit us up. Usually after here, I'm going to be returning so I can help out with this round of the King's Quest tournament. But uh, yeah, just ask for me and I'll be more than kind of show you around if you like.
4: I'm interested to see where the other... Your other compatriots are typically the ones that answer to the Rajani.
5: Mm.
1: I do know that that the... Oh, You didn't hear this from me, but I do know that there are the major players. There's one in each of the major coastal cities. So if you were to make your way to Waterdeep, Neverwinter, or Baldur's Gate, you probably will get your answers there. There They're a set of triplets. I personally think they're okay, but... They kind of give off a creepy vibe, but once you get to know them, they're fine. Okay, and what was their names again? The triplets? Well, they and he kind of looks around a little bit. They are known as the they are known as the Axtone triplets.
4: Axtone? Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. So yeah, if you head to Neverwinter, you will find a Devin Axtone. Waterdeep is Sebastian Axtone and Baldur's Gate is Axwell Axe Tone. Got it. Thank you. That's all I need. Alright. Well, uh, if there are no other questions, I am going to clean up the stage a little bit and uh, get it set up, but uh, I appreciate you testing this out. It was a lot of fun to witness this. I don't get out much, but it was a lot of fun. I'm kind of glad I accepted this. Oh, which reminds me. I believe that As he kind of pulls out his notepad. Right. So since since you came on this way and tested this out for me, King at Red Axe wanted me to tell you that uh, once you finish up here, you can go meet him back at the, what's it called? Ah, the Red Dragon Turtle Inn. And I believe he has some sort of payment for you to collect on. Very much obliged. We appreciate you uh, passing that
5: along. As for you, uh, We also, I at least have something for you as well. Some reading in your alone times that you have quite a bit of here, if you'd like. Oh my goodness. And he just flops down a soggy piece of paper and tries to shove it across the table and it doesn't, it squelches and folds and kind of makes it there and then kind of unfurls.
1: Now, question, is this the regular or is the kid version?
5: I'm going the regular this time. I'm a little low on the kid's versions.
1: (laughs) So as you, as you slide this moist, wet paper across to him. <laughs> he picks it up, and of course, it's one of the flyers of Have You Met Our Lord and Savior, Dagon? And he kind of just looks at it. Oh, so you're a follower of Dagon. Interesting. There's a lot of those in the capital.
5: Yes, there are a lot of people that say they are in the capital. That's correct. Sure, I mean... Something to further your mind if if you're interested, in something to... Look at it as uh, the world continues to change for the better or the worse. I uh, will keep that in mind. Yeah, no push to, to, to go farther with it, but enjoy. Um, Thank you kindly.
1: And the Herongong kind of sticks out his hand to shake your hand, Hugh.
5: I, I look at his hand and I, I nod a little at him and I, I don't shake his hand.
1: <laughs> he kind of retracts it back and just does a polite bow and then he... Promptly goes onto the stage to clean up blood, the snow, <laughs> uh, all kinds of things that were left over from the fights.
5: I apologize Which, for the large pile of ape poo in this in the corner. There, I got a little
1: excited. It's uh, it's quite all right. This is actually a lot more tamer than I'm used to, but uh, that's another time. But you ever say he quite. Make- shit. <laughs> oh my gosh! Get out! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, ah, uh, before you go, there is one thing I notice as he kind of looks at you, Amino. I notice that you have a little uh, cloud following you. Is that a normal occurrence?
2: Oh, uh, well, to be honest with you, I, I thought it went away. I thought I was, I was not having this, but uh, yeah, no, it's semi-normal. Sort of normal. Normal light, if you will.
1: Uh, Mind if I try something? Do you have digestive uh, issues?
2: L- let me ask the cloud. Uh, If you don't mind. Uh, He he wants to do something, cloud person. He doesn't know I'm saying anything. But yeah, no. uh, Yeah, sure. You got my consent.
1: Okay. (laughs) And so this hair god walks over to this cloud, kind of puts on his goggles, starts turning some dials on it. Oh, I see. Ooh, This. Oh. Oh, my. Hey. Hey, That's not nice. Sure. Why you got to peep at me like that? Oh, so it talks back.
2: Very it talks interesting. Back. Of course it talks fucking back. It's a person you shithead. I-, I was trying to warn you, but you were too busy not paying attention to me. <laughs> oh, so <I was> just... <laughs> well, sure, that's what happens. You get distracted and a wind comes by and you kind of get all woo. It's hard to talk and be a cal- cloud at the same time. Don't you know, Sha? Sure?
1: Well, no. I, un- I understand that you're a cloud, but let me see if I can give you a little bit more of a definition. Uh, this is, you're you going to feel tingly for a little bit, but trust me, it's going to end up being fine.
5: You ever felt the wind flow through you, Chef? Uh,
1: only after Taco Tuesday. Oh. Do any of us
5: at all hear the other side of this conversation, or just the hair and gun?
1: No, uh, well, okay. Uh, Kilt, this asking player, do they he- do they hear Cold talking at this point? Oh, also. <laughs> it- Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so they hear you. So, yeah, so all of you guys are hearing this cloud talk, and you all recognize that this is a spicy Cajun accent, one that you're all too familiar with, as you recognize this is the voice of cold, or so you think, at least. Oh, he does look a little bit different at this moment in time. A little different? Just a a little. little Just a little. I
5: always believed I could see right through you, Cold, but uh, this is a little too literal for my taste.
3: Wow. I always said you smelled like farts, but now you actually are a fart. Don't make me come over there,
5: to did you, did you eat Cold?
3: And fart
2: him out? No, uh, it, one of you almost did uh, at one time.
5: Although, it, it's not easy being, being, uh, being a cloud, sure. You were not a cloud when we left you on the boat. Yeah. I know. I was
3: always worried about your complexion, but now I'm really worried. Well, the complexion was
5: natural. I mean, you'd like to claim that, but I'm pretty sure you put on a couple of airs when you were around us. You could always say I'm a bit gassy some days. You're quite gassy now. What the hell happened to you? I found something, I think. Something? Yeah, it gets a little bit fuzzy, Uh, sure. I think you mean foggy. That too, shot
1: Cloudy too.
5: With a chance of meatballs. I, I don't want to describe what's hanging below your cumulus, but you know, you can always talk about it later. When I get the Nimbus up.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways.
2: For when I get my Thunderhead on, Jer. You never know what'll happen.
1: Speaking but, of Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you're continuing to say this, right, so I got permission from the Tiefling Man. So again, this is gonna feel tingly a little bit, but I'm hoping this helps. And from his pocket, this hair gone takes out kind of like a metallic, like dowling, like tuning fork a little bit, kind of flicks it. And you start to see currents of electricity kind of form on it. Uh, Just promise not to scream too loud as he kind of sticks the fork into your gashes form (laughs) and you feel yourself get slightly electrocuted. Well, that was shocking. Who's in charge here? (laughs) Are you a doctor? Are you
5: licensed? (laughs) I don't know. I'd be electrified if he was. Oh my
1: gosh! Uh, This
5: is not very proton on this one. I'm kind of a a negative neutron almost.
1: Well, so as this tuning fork is electrocuting, uh, cold at this point, you start to see that what was just a cloud of sassy Cajun sass, you start to see the cloud take on a more defined shape, like actual body parts, like arms or so legs, cranium. And after a couple, about a minute or so, Cold, you are, (laughs) while you're still a little bit gassy, you now have a more definitive shape. You look like how you were before you became a cloud, though you are still a little bit gassy. And as the tuning fork kind of comes out of this cloud, the Herongon takes something out of his pocket. He hits the tuning fork with it and kind of just, throws it into your cloudy uh form as it just levitates and kind of just kind of floats there a little bit.
5: Well fork Misha did you just did that.
1: So uh what I ended up doing is I kind of it's a little bit of a stretch here, but I used some electricity to kind of amplify the molecular structure of the gassiness. And now he your friend has a more definitive form, but in order to keep that form, I had to throw in one of those, uh, one of my own special design to kind of constantly, ever so often, keep the electricity flowing and shocking the molecules of the gaseous form.
2: You know, from now on, mid sentence, every so often, I'm just going
1: to go, You know this, right? Yeah, of course I did. That's why okay, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't know. <laughs> you literally gave him
5: a magical pacemaker.
1: Exactly. let to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I literally gave him a magical p- pacemaker, but to keep him in a more solid form instead of a cloud of gas.
3: Corvus is going to go up and kind of poke him to see how
1: how much of the form is held. I mean, as Corvus, as you take your finger and you kind of poke through cold, uh, <laughs> you still are in me. <laughs> I can't help it. You're handsome.
5: <laughs> I can't with y'all. I'm going to smack but, his hand. It just goes right through. Fuck. <laughs> You've turned him into electro.
1: Okay. Well, let me put it this way. So now that he has a more conscious form, it's less more of like a cloud. And his body now has the, more of a consistency of like cotton candy in the sense where it's kind of squishy, but you still kind of pass through most of it. And he still melts in your mouth.
4: Damn <laughs> <laughs> it. And it's tasteless. And it's tasteless.
5: Cold. Why don't you go back to your own body? Why are you hanging around in this form?
1: Oh, Shah, your your guesses are as good as mine. My guesses are normally wrong. Well, I do have a bit of a theory, but uh, I don't think you're going to like the answer. Oh, better than nothing. This unfortunately seems to be some sort of curse. Well, curses.
5: Yeah, literally, there are multiple curses in our group now, apparently. We are just all Mm. being cursed in different ways. No, I mean this, I think this is an actual literal curse, but... Oh, no, no, I I know you do. (laughs) I'm not being facetious. Multiple people in this room right now with us are are cursed. Yeah, I'm cursed. We're, like, giving it to each other like a bad disease. (laughs) Sure. It's not an STD. No, I did not have sex with anyone here. Uh, um... No. No. Technically sh- Te- fact, you did man. give me
1: oral. Yes. Oh wait, you me, you curs- me right?
5: Are you saying that I cursed you by giving you oral sex?
1: That is a if- lot more than I needed to know. Uh course,
5: no, I will I will happily uh, retract any curse at that point. I will reverse the, the oralness of the sex itself if, Okay. If that's what
1: you require. DM stepping in. Range. Stop, 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 DM stop. is stepping in. We cannot go any further than that. No, I have to put a hard line to this now. No,
3: I was trying to make a ghost blowjob joke. You took it.
1: Stop. Oh. Stop. <laughs> That's why I love you. Mm, we're gonna stop that right there because I don't want to get in trouble. But anyways, as right as I was saying, uh, again. People aren't my thing, so social cues tend to be a little over my head, but I believe your friend here has some sort of curse as to what exactly that is. I can't say, but I do believe that I... Hang on a sec. As he kind of once again goes through his little notebook, I think I have it in here. Ah, here we go. I know of a great wizard that the lords and Lady Rajani use in Waterdeep. Uh, If you go see him, I think you might be able to find some answers as to what or who exactly cursed you if it is a what or who. I don't know. Um I work better with machines, and that's kind of my thing. But if you ever want a deep, you should probably look him up. Always good to know what is is this wizard's name?
4: bless you? Gazintite? Uh, so. <laughs> anyway.
5: What is you.
1: this wizard? what is this wizard's name? Right. Now, his actual name is Balthazar, but I can't believe I'm saying this, but he wants to go by as the Ever Grand Sparkling One as his title. But his real name is Balthazar. I don't necessarily think too highly of him, but I will admit he is the best magic user that I know. Especially if he specializes in hexes and curses and all that good stuff.
5: How will we know him if we see him, or her, or it?
1: Well, if For you them. go to Wa well, if you go to Waterdeep, he he has a propensity to kind of go big or go home. So you'll see his wizardly tower; it's decked out in the most gaudy decorations, smack dab in the middle of Waterdeep. It's not hard to miss. And plus, if you you know if you ever find yourself lost, you can always find a map or if you want, if somehow you find your way having ties with uh, the good old open Lord of water deep, you can probably get information that way.
2: Forgive me if I'm mistaken, Lord. Mm-hmm. would it be easier to go to Luskin?
4: I mean, that's another
2: mages, way. Or if it is a curse, just go to any nearby temple? Sure. You think I didn't float over there to try and get someone's attention? Well, did you get anybody's attention? No. Let's go now, then.
5: Okay. We can try. I would prefer to trust that over a wizard that apparently is as gaudy as his name implies.
3: Oh my goodness. But yeah. as you, Hugh. (laughs) What?
2: Hugh Man.
5: Yes, I am Hugh Man Being. What is wrong with that? Okay, Sha. Let's go see this priest. Please, I, I would enjoy it. I have not spoken to a priest since we lost our cleric. Earlier on in this voyage, he had to leave to go back to his his village. He was quite good company, and
3: very handsome.
5: Incredibly, oh, thank genius. you, thank you, thank you, sir. I did not catch your name, Mister Herringon. I, I I I admit that I may, should have asked first, but again, uh, social cues on my end. I never ask anyone's name.
1: Oh right. Ah uh, well. The my full name is Buckington Harold Third, but you could just call me Bucky for short. Perfect.
5: Thank you, Bucky. For some reason, I thought since you said you do machines, your name would be Donatello, but it
1: definitely is not. I think you might be thinking of my cousin. Tortle, don't ask yes. how we're related. It's a weird story. But yeah, he's good—he's my Tortle cousin. He's, a, Herring he's and pretty good. He's all right. Good to be together quite a bit. They
5: race quite often is what I hear.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I tend to beat him, for the most
5: part. We appreciate your help, and uh, thank you for uh, helping to uh, give a, a clearer form to our gaseous companion here, who he had no idea was spying us the entire time. Not on purpose, sir. And everything you do is on purpose.
2: No, it's on purpose.
5: Oh <laughs> my god. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be we'll be uh, leaving your stall. I, I wish you uh, the luck of 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 the victories coming, and hopefully that your your winners will accept your shoddily made uh, stuffed animals as
1: as victory gifts. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well then, well whatever it is that you, you you're going to do next, uh, good luck with it. And like I said, if you find yourself in the capital city of Freyla, you can uh, do so. I'll mention your, your name quite often. And so at this point, he kind of goes and he um, goes to cleaning the stage and you guys promptly exit the big top. Now, as you guys walk outside after Bucky told you that you can go back to the inn to collect your reward, I need everyone to quickly make me a perception check, please.
4: Twelve. Eleven. Okay. Sixteen.
1: A mighty eight.
2: <laughs> Murder grandpa gets a twenty-five.
1: Dang, lower than my Nat 20. Nice. Nice. Cold, what did you get? Well, I rolled a two, but I have a plus
2: seven, so nine.
1: Damn. And that right. was over... after
3: it fell off the desk.
1: <laughs> uh Tidak, what did you get again? Oh, you're muted, bud. Sixteen. Okay, and then Corvus. I got a twelve. <laughs> okay anyone that got a 10 or better <laughs> um as you guys are walking, walking out of distance in the sky what starts shape as it comes close? sure uh you're
3: looking at a humanoid owl creature um the torso and the face are entirely similar to an owl um the face is pure white and the the Feathers are um, a mix of white and this light brown um, with talons for arms and feet and wings uh, probably furled in a little bit. And this dive (laughs) wearing some type
1: of cloak. (laughs) So as you guys are witnessing this, this owl figure just keeps coming until it plummets and crash lands into a pile of hay just akin t- off to the side of you guys.
4: <laughs> Guess he can't stick the landing. <laughs> 3.5 oh, sh- I Judge. I, wasn't
5: I wouldn't ask- even... Been-
4: yeah.
5: I'll bet that hurt. Oof. Yeah, I was going to ask if there was like a bucket of water or something nearby before he crashed.
1: Uh, There was. Why? <laughs> I
5: was gonna like, cast shape water and try to like hammock him, so like to slow him down with all this water he could crash into before he hit the ground.
1: Oh hell yeah, we're gonna retcon that, and that's what happens. I'm now a wet bird. <laughs> I gave you a bird bath.
3: <laughs> now, Sha, you definitely don't want him to do that again.
5: I flicked some of the water up at uh, Cole to make him shock himself.
3: <laughs> I used shape water to push it away. <laughs>
5: I shape the water back at him now, and, like, in like the space of like a big fly swatter coming at him.
3: We I just go, go back and forth. <laughs> yep,
5: yeah, it's cantrips. We're just deadlocked.
3: You'll you'll just see the, the massive wet five seven wet bird kind of shake and try to get the water out of its feathers.
4: But <laughs> it looks like you're having some problems here. Would you like a towel? Do 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 you have a towel? Um. Yes, it's right here. I'll take
3: the towel and attempt to dry off the fucking feathers.
4: <laughs>
3: where, uh... I
4: mean, I have a way to, to, you know, blow you off. Although it might hurt.
3: I think I'm okay. Where, uh... Where am I?
4: May I interrupt for a moment before
3: we get to where he is? Uh, can one of us, either myself or my favorite, Hugh, mess up and send the water back at him? because uh, <laughs> literally we're just going back and forth, and it's going to constantly be this way.
1: Okay, so I'll say that as the two of you eventually keep going, one of you takes a brief seconds concentration off in the no, water. It's me,
2: it's me because I get shocked, and it goes Meh! yeah. And instead of going back at you, it goes to the owl.
1: Well, right I guess I guess this is as <laughs> I guess this is as good as any time to. Uh... Well, I'll let. I'll let our good old owl boy decide do you want the water to hit you or do you want to try to uh, dodge it?
3: So I throw a dice off the table <laughs>
1: uh yeah, we'll try we'll dodge it, okay, this is gonna be so great. Go ahead and give me a deck save, please. um hey, Mike, twenty seven <laughs> yes, yes, Josh, first of all jesus christ twenty seven <laughs> <laughs> Time I'm about to do something, somebody rolls insanely good, and I'm just like, well crap, not no, I just eh. I was gonna say by this time, I'm assuming knowing this party, something's gonna happen. That water's gonna end up hitting the owl. I would like to throw my shield up to kind of block the water from hitting
3: him, but Jesus Christ at 27.
1: <laughs> so, uh Dakota, I will let you narrate so what go ahead and narrate this. What does our good old owl boy do while dodging the water
3: um i think it'd be really nonchalant as he's like wiping down with the towel he's just gonna step probably 10 feet out of the way just completely
1: getting away from the water like not even breaking eye contact with you wiping down <laughs> yeah
5: so where where am i uh, you're standing in a pile of wet hay i'll walk away from the hay so you you don't know where you are did, well, were you I, were you heading somewhere and did not end up there?
3: I, I flew across the, the water, and it was a bit of a longer flight than I expected.
5: Where are you headed? I'm searching for something. I'm not quite sure where. Well, perhaps we could be of assistance if we've seen this something. I don't know where you're heading, so perhaps we may have come across it. Can I get a, a vague description of what I'm looking for, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> if it is in a
1: piece, I may be able to help. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, okay. It's so without. Life, I'll be back. Mm, so without giving too much away. So uh, actually, this would be a good time too, uh, Dakota. For the audience and for all of us, would you uh, give us your name for your uh, little Al character? Oh yeah.
3: My my name is Soros
1: and I uh, I'm from the Great Tree. <laughs> so, uh Do so Soros going- what you're looking for is what is known as the uh you're looking for something called Kalina's Candor. It is a artifact in which it is it likes to play with the rule of 3 where you need the three pieces to assemble it. In order to use it for its true purpose, and for you specifically, you need Kalina's Kalina's candor in order to find what it is that you are seeking. There you go. That. (laughs) That. You need a vague description
5: of a concept.
3: I admittedly wasn't given much to go on.
5: Understandable. Sometimes quests can lead that far. Uh, Mostly they
3: pointed over the, the ocean and told me to go.
5: You've flown over the ocean, then have you? Uh,
3: like I said, longer than I thought.
5: Would any? Would I? All right, I'll ask for Hugh. Has you heard of one the the great tree? But two, this the Kalinas uh, Candor at all, and what would I have to roll to figure out if I even heard of it?
1: So, um, I also roll for
3: if I know what the great tree is. I def Corvus probably wouldn't know what the ca- the Candor thing is, but probably something about that tree.
1: I might
5: know the great tree from nature.
3: But okay, I, don't know.
1: I will say. For the great tree, I would like you to roll me. I'll have you roll me a nature check because it's more do so with the geographical location than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then for Kalina's can uh candor, you were going to need to either roll me Arcana or history.
5: Well, I rolled a 15 for the great tree. I rolled an 18 for the great tree. Mm. Okay. And so have
3: fun, Mikey.
1: i had a dirty 20 for the great tree okay so you three though not much information is known about the great tree you do know that the great tree is the name that is given to one of the far off island nations in the sea of swords the actual name of the island is uh Is Scott's not too known about it, you do know that the great tree usually refers to a special order of hmm, it's a special type of monastery as to the inner workings of all that good kind of stuff. You're not too keen on it, but you're aware of the name, but only because usually when people refer to the great tree, it's more treated as a myth than an actual place. Uh, and I rolled an eight on my history check for uh, Kalina's candor. Okay, so with Kalina's candor, Hugh, you know more information about this because it is an artifact, especially in your time with the good old uh, cult of Dagon and the books that you studied. It is a common artifact that is usually used that, according to legend, when the three pieces of it are assembled correctly, it is. It allows the user to use its power to find what it is that they're searching for. So think of it as kind of like a giant, not giant, think of it as kind of like a radar and kind of like a tracking device that is able to lead the user to wherever it is that they're looking for. Think of it as like a portable, like the purpose of a lighthouse is to guide ships that are coming in from the sea so that they can see through the fog. Metaphorically speaking, this directs the quickest and most straightest path to whatever uh, the user is looking for whether it be a person, a place, or a thing. And when all three pieces are put together, it's a triumvirate of fortunes, right? <laughs> uh, sure.
5: <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, I, I, we have not seen or know, know of this thing that you are searching for, unfortunately. <laughs> You've stumbled into yourself into a carnival of sorts. Uh, if you would like, uh, if you are searching for answers, there is a carousel around the back that will show you your perfect place uh, in this world. It Maybe it may that your, your, your candor is part of this carousel. They do both begin with C. Really? Yes.
3: The,
2: I recommend
5: the, the moment. moment. Yes. That sounds amazing. Almost I, too good to be true. Try it out. You you will not be disappointed, I promise.
3: Would would you care to show me the way?
5: I I I could. I I don't want to take time from the rest of my companions here. We are on our way to uh meet with the king of this land. Uh, but uh, I can definitely here. I will walk you a part
1: of the way. Yes. Okay. Uh, I l- I love it. But yeah, so. So, if I gather correctly, Hugh, you're gonna walk him part of the way as you guys make your way back to the inn.
5: Mm-hmm. We're gonna I'm gonna walk him part of the way to the carousel. I'm gonna drop him off there.
3: <laughs> Moderately concerned by this.
5: <laughs> all right. So It'll just for all, the shit. we will be we will be heading to the red. You uh, know the way, my Yeah. <laughs> We'll be heading to the and, Red Turtle, uh, Dragon Turtle Inn afterwards, but I recommend at least a couple of rides before you have made your decision. And, and did you did you say that a lot of you were headed towards a king? Or yes, uh, we are we are going to speak to King Redex of uh, of this land. Uh, he has uh, we have dealings with him. Yes.
3: Would would it be possible for me to uh,
5: accompany you? A, a king must know something. I. I highly recommend you ride the carousel first to find your meaning, but if you would like to meet us there afterwards, it's perfectly fine. I cannot speak for the rest of the group, though. Uh, I, I I, can only say that I'm more than happy to walk the path with you afterwards.
4: Be careful, though. The
2: king might make his bottom bitch, just letting you know. Fair warning. Oh,
5: really?
3: That sounds intense. He got intense. sold twice. Yep. Pretty like quite there's... gentle. There's a lot that's
4: happened here.
5: What oh, about that marmoset? Yes, the marmot, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll get on this carousel. This
1: sounds great. I can't believe we're doing this. So, for the sake of it, you t- and the rest of you take him to the carousel where he learns the wonders of a merry-go-round.
2: <laughs> so as they're doing that, uh Farron heads back to the entrance to the first shop we went to, And while they do the carousel, he's going to try another round of cards.
1: Okay. Ah, just because I say yes. Let me, actually, let me roll for this real quick. The one time I want the dice to have actual good things for me. Gosh dang it. So, as this carousel ride is going around, you mop the floor once again with the card shark. And you pick up another good 20 gold pieces as your reward. (laughs) And once... The carousel ride is all complete and all that. You guys gather back up and you start making your way back to the <laughs> dragon, t- red dragon turtle. in, and that is where we're going to conclude this episode of Call of the Deep. Wait, wait, when wait, we wait, come wait. back next episode, what? we will see. What was his animal? The- what was his animal? Hold up, let me. I actually wrote it down. Let me roll for it. It was. A- it. Oh my god, this is great. So I. I kid you not. I rolled the dice and he ended up getting the marmot. (laughs) 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 So yes, that was it. But yeah, when we come back next episode, we'll get the conclusion as to uh, collecting the payment from the good old king, as well as it seems that we may or may not be visiting the temple for cold and then seeing if good old burb boy can get some information on his quest. But until then, Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. We are so glad that you are joining us for this ride. And until next time, remember, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until next episode, see you later.
0: This has been the Call of the Deep Podcast. To support us, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your auditory escapism in podcast form. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. Even our intrepid characters are no match for the insidious algorithm, especially without your ability to cast aid on our stats. The music in this episode was Prepare for War by Alexander Nakarado. You can find all his music at serpentsoundstudios.com. Tune in next time for more hijinks from the darkest depths of the sea on the call. 对よね